0: Hello, Teachers Pets. This is your second December chat. And yeah, I know it's January, but um, I don't know if you got the message or not. I was, well, I'm still sick. I've been sick for several days, like some kind of flu or some shit. I don't know. But that's why this episode is late coming out. Nathan's in here. So, um, since it is January, why don't we talk about New Year's resolutions? Do yin's have any? Do yin's believe in those? I usually don't because, I don't know, it's like everybody makes them and they're all like the same thing, like uh, eat better, exercise more, blah, 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 and then people don't end up keeping them, it seems like. So it seems like kind of a waste of time, but I kind of have one, and it's to exercise more. So it's not really a resolution, but it's just something that I want to do because I'm, well, I don't know if I want to say lazy. I guess I'm lazy. I don't move a whole lot. So um, there's that. I've been working on my, um, it's a loose list of, well, what I mean by loose is like not carved in stone, of episodes that I want to do for the coming year. And in case you've ever wondered what makes me cover certain cases, well, I guess I'll tell you Um First criteria is it has to be solved. I don't do anything that's unsolved. A lot of older ones like Jack the Ripper, Lizzie Borden, things that, you know, um, those have been covered, and it's mainly like, uh, you know, let's talk about the theories. But it's something that's ongoing, like the the Idaho, I think they're calling them the Idaho Four. Now, as I'm sure you know, there's been an arrest in that, but obviously he, nobody has been convicted of that. So, um, and the same goes for the Long Island serial killer thing. I would never talk about something Unless somebody's been convicted. That that can lead to ugliness. And I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell you about how people can, I guess, overstep their lines. I mean, it, it's one thing if you know, somebody's missing or lost. And podcasts and social media, they get, they get the person's picture out. And they're like, you know, have you seen such and such? And a, a description of the person, that's one thing. But I think a lot of harm can come from theorizing or speculating on things that are ongoing. And I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I think as people who listen to true crime, we should have some kind of a like an ethical code or I I just guess it's just like common decency or basic common sense that you don't literally stick your nose into an ongoing investigation. Unless, of course, you really do have something to add, you know, like you saw something occur or whatever it is, if it's legitimate. But um, everything I talk about as far as crimes, there have been people convicted of. I probably won't cover a case that's been covered by 500 other podcasts. The only exception is if I think that I can add something new or something different to the case. Um, For this year coming up, I do have some planned that have been covered by lots of other podcasts. But I also think that I can offer more of a discussion on why these people did what they did. And I can, I know off the top of my head, there's at least three or four of the killer couples, killer groups. You know how I, I, that's kind of, because my dissertation was that, multiple perpetrator homicides, that's kind of my specialty. And I just got a nice comment from somebody on the Spotify. You know how on Spotify it has that like thing where you can add a comment or something. Somebody said that they liked the I guess you could call it the deep dives, and I tend to go towards cases or crimes that I have books about, or there are books about, because there's no better source of information than a book. On Bonnen, the seven-part monster episode that I just did, my main source was the book by Dr. Vonda Pelto. But of course, I use newspapers and any other thing that I can find. It has to, most of the cases I'm uh, attracted to are uh, sort of strange or unusual or like a wow. Like you read the headline and you're, and you're like, what? You know, this, he did what? And, you know, just I guess like attention grabbing Like I want to know why and how this happened. I also like to do cases that are somehow landmarks or firsts, or like this is the first case where, you know, such and such was done, or DNA was used, or profiling was used, or or some kind of situation that was at that time unique or different. And anything that I think I can use, it doesn't even have to be like an actual case, but information that I find somewhere that I think would be Like something good to educate people about, like some aspect of forensics or something about psychology or something about how to protect yourself from a certain type of crime or, you know, something that has educational value. That's not just entertainment, but that you can learn something from. Well, actually, I try to do that with every episode, like make every one. Something we can learn from because that is, if you're hearing this, you're obviously a teacher's pet. So you obviously know that that is the whole point of the podcast is teaching people things and learning from things that have happened or some aspect of science or psychology or something. What did everybody do? for I know you just can't answer me, but New Year's Eve. I've always hated New Year's Eve. From the time I was little, I remember I don't know how old I was, maybe like six or something, and me and my family were at my great aunt's house, so it's like all old people and um right before midnight, I went and hid in the bathroom because I hate all the hugging and kissing that happens at midnight i it's like so cringe worthy to me or um if I would uh, go out to like um our fireman's club we have a a private club, like a a bar. I haven't been there in years, but I dread midnight because it's like all. First of all, I'm sensitive to noise, and it's like kind of a sensory nightmare for somebody like me with autism. Between noise and everybody coming around touching you, and it just, ugh, it just, it's so yuck. It really is, and um. Yeah. So, you know, and then there's fireworks. Don't even get me started about that. Fortunately, this New Year's Eve, there was like, I heard just a couple, which, you know, is enough. I don't understand people's fascination with fireworks. I mean, I they're pretty okay, but it's like, I don't know if it's an American thing or if it's just people have this thing about noise. Like, um, let's Make as much noise as we can, you know, like turn it up. You know, you, they want their stereos and radios loud and um, they think it's cool if their cars are loud. No, that is not cool. That's fucking obnoxious. So just stop it. Noise is not fun. It's not cool. Yeah, so I will never understand why people like noise. So here's another popular topic right now. Who's a fan of Taylor Swift? I am a huge fan of her for a number of reasons. Yes, I'm going to tell you. i always liked her music, but it seems like when she first started, she was kind of more country, which I hate country music. And now it's more kind of like, I guess, a pop type of music. And I do love her music, but I love how good of a person she is, like... Every city that she tours in, she donates to food banks and charities like that, and she pays the people who work for her all kinds of money. And if you watch her when she's performing, she has all these, like, dancers, like, backup dancers and stuff. You can tell that they really like her, and um, she she's just very humble, down-to-earth, generous, kind, like everything that i value in people you know i i was brought up um there's a lot of problems with my childhood but i was raised right uh as far as like help people be nice work hard be generous and and stuff like that so i think she's a great role model for pretty much everybody and it's interesting that you see i mean she was times person of the year she's like everywhere all over social media and everything and i think a lot of the reason for that is kind of like a sociological thing look at what we have going on in the world right now or, or at least the united states we we have ugly political things going on we have um wars and um it's just all this ugliness and nastiness in the world. And if I'm on my phone looking through social media and I can click on a video of, um, you know, the latest political scandal or the latest war goings on or Taylor singing and dancing around in one of her cute little outfits, that's what I'm going to go for because I want the serotonin. It's like a a feel good distraction from the ugly things that are going on and i i wonder if like right now if the world wasn't so troubled if she would be as popular it's just like an interesting thought it it's like we need a distraction we want something positive to get involved in or watch or take our minds off of um nasty things and it's an actual like verifiable fact there have been studies on this that people who regularly watch the news are significantly more depressed than people who don't and that's why i to the most part don't watch news i mean i have enough mental health problems i don't need any more by watching news If I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to watch, you know, amusement park videos or some dumb reality show or something brainless. Because when I watch TV, I don't watch it for intellectual stimulation. If I want intellectual stimulation, I'm surrounded by a couple thousand books. So I have plenty of things to stimulate me and Speaking of, well, I guess it's kind of speaking of, does anybody else have this problem? Like, um, I told a psychiatrist one time, I'm like, you know, what I hate about me the worst. Like, if I could change one thing about myself, it would be this. My brain will not STF you. I hope you know what that means. And that means shut the fuck up. It is constantly going with like 20 million things there's thoughts in there there's songs there's anxiety and there's um just all kinds of noise that is so obnoxious and i know there are people who have brains that don't make so much noise and i envy them and um this actually is kind of related to the podcast i used to have trouble sleeping cause when i would try to go to sleep my brain will be like okay let's let's talk about something stupid that you said 30 years ago <laughs> and i know i'm not alone in this or you know let's worry about something that might happen next week and i'm like i hate this bullshit so somehow i found podcasts and it didn't take me long to find that there's some about true crime and i started listening to them and the ones I started with were the bigger ones. I'm not going to mention any names. You can probably figure it out. And then um, I realized that there were better ones. And even still, I, I listened to a whole bunch of different ones. Of course, I listened to all my friends. Of course, I listened to Dave and Garrett, you know, Criminal AF and Jay on Fright Flick FMK. They're, they're like my, you know, as soon as they picked, put something out, I'm like, oh, you know, got to listen to this one, um, and other ones that I'm not friends with the hosts of, and I'll set up a playlist, like, okay, I want here. yeah, this, click that, yeah, 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 and I'll put my phone either somewhere somewhere near me when I'm going to sleep, and if I'm concentrating on the podcast, I don't hear all the noise in my head, so they're great for that, I actually I can't remember the last time I went to sleep without hearing one. I don't even know if, if I could sleep now without one, and then, um the more I listened to different ones, I'm like, you know, I could do research, I could write for podcasts that's what I would like to do. you know, have knowledge and experience in law enforcement, and I never thought that I could host one because I always thought I didn't realize how easy it was. It's like so many people have them nowadays, but I got a book podcasting for dummies and I got a laptop and I I went through the book like religiously and highlighted shit. And, you know, like I was studying for a college class, wrote stuff and made stuff up and, um, Here's an interesting fact. This podcast is just really stupid, too. I originally had it called True Crime Train. And the premise of it was that we would be on some kind of train and, like, we would stop at, you know, this city and talk about a case that happened there. And I'm like, this, this is stupid. Then I was practicing in my head how I was going to talk about things. And I imagine myself talking as a teacher or a professor to, you know, a class. And I'm like, why don't I have, keep it in that format? I'm going to call it True Crime Classroom. And then after about a minute, I realized that's stupid. How about True Crime University, TCU? So the rest is history. I do like the format of it. It just, it's fitting to me. I think I mentioned that I have taught things in the past, and my job, and when I was a firefighter, um, I would teach people things, and I seem to have a like an affinity affinity for it. So, my birthday is next week, the thirteenth, and I'm looking forward to cake. I have this thing about cake since I started on that. The one pill that I take that makes me crave sweets. It's like cake is the cake and ice cream. They have to go together. Yellow cake and vanilla ice cream. No other combination is even considered. I don't even like chocolate cake. I know that's hard to believe, but as much as a cake hog as I am, I have no interest in chocolate cake. Or chocolate ice cream, actually. Yeah, so... And at this furnace that's under me that you can probably hear, this is the third time since I've been sitting here recording that it's come on. All right. I was going to say everybody have a happy new year, but it's already January. So um, if you're a teacher's pet, if you're a junior, you get one bonus episode in January. If you're a senior, you get two more chats. So... um, yeah, that's that's what you get. Okay. I will see you in the classroom.